Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I want to read this message uh, from a listener called Jackie. And here's what Jackie writes. Guys, I'd love to know uh, what your listeners think about an argument myself and my husband are currently having. Our eldest is 10 years old, so he'll be starting secondary school in two years' time. Because of this, we've started going to open evenings in some of the local schools that we've put his name down for. It's a bit of a mixed bag. There's a mixed school, a Catholic school, and then a rugby school, uh, both of which are uh, single sex, the Catholic school and the rugby school. Personally, I would like him to go to the Catholic school because it has the best academic uh, record. We only put him down for the rugby school because it's where my husband went to school. My husband, on the other hand, is hell-bent on our son going to the rugby school. Not because he went there, but because he really wants him to play rugby like he did. This is absolutely my worst nightmare. My husband looks back on his rugby days with rose-tinted glasses. He and all of his friends still have injuries from when they played in school, including bad knees, a damaged eye, fingers that have been dislocated many times, and a string of concussions between them all. There's a part of me that actually feels that it's irresponsible parenting to let a child take part in such a dangerous game. I'd uh, much rather he played a non-contact sport. Am I being too overprotective or am I right to not want my son to play such a dangerous sport? And that's from a lady called uh, Jackie. And uh, Jackie, our apologies to you um, for only getting to it uh, today. She actually sent that in to us earlier on in the week. So uh, our apologies for the delay, Jackie. We've just had a a mad busy week. But anyway, what do you make of, of Jackie's message? Would you have an issue with your child playing rugby? Maybe your child does play rugby. Um, my own uh, young fella uh, did play rugby for uh, a number of years. Uh, I, I actually went to a rugby school myself and didn't play rugby because I'm too much of a wimp is the uh, honest answer to that. But my own son uh, did play rugby and I did go and see him lots of times. I did go see him play, but I couldn't look. I couldn't look when he was going in for a tackle. I couldn't look. I, I, I don't know what it was. I found it difficult uh, to to look at him playing because I was always afraid he was going to get injured. Now, thankfully, he was never uh, seriously injured. But I'd, lo- I'd love to know what you make of, of this conversation. Maybe you think that this woman, uh, think like that woman, that it's irresponsible parenting to let a child uh, take part in contact sports. Uh, you heard Dan a couple of minutes ago saying there's a degree of molly coddling going on here. Our number is 087-188-0008 if you'd like to get involved in uh, in this conversation. A new study uh, looking at the impact of, for example, concussion on a group of former Scottish international rugby players has found that they were 15 times more likely to develop motor neuron disease than the general population. Researchers also found that the players group had an approximately two and a half times higher risk of developing dementia. Now, obviously, that's playing rugby at a very high uh, level. Um, Teenage rugby, perhaps not quite as dangerous. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Our number is 087-188-0008. Would you have an issue with your child playing rugby? Or maybe, as I said, uh, you think like this woman that it's irresponsible to uh, let a child 
take part in contact sports like rugby or kickboxing or boxing even. 087-188-0008 is our number. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to that number. Let me go to line one. Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you, Alan? I'm good, Adrian. How are you? Uh, great, thanks, Alan. Um, you don't believe that rugby is dangerous? No, so there's, there's two parts to this, right? First of all, the, the father shouldn't be living through his son, right? Uh, so the son wants to play rugby, let him, let him make that decision. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I don't think... So if kids are taught correctly, they know how to tackle. And that's the whole thing about rugby, is showing how to tackle correctly. That's why you see very few of those injuries nowadays, because they're all taught to tackle correctly. Rugby is no more dangerous than hurling, Gaelic. I won't say soccer because those lads roll around for the crack anyway. Um, American football and so on. So once it's played correctly and people are trained correctly and taught how to play correctly, you then negate a lot of this injury. So you mentioned concussions there. Concussion protocol nowadays isn't it's 500 times better than it ever was. So explain for our listeners who may not know, um, if you... Suffer from concussion playing rugby. What happens? So it's it's taken out of the manager's hand. It's down to the medical team. If the medical team sees a player that gets a bang in the head, the medical team decide to take the player out for for a test. That's what happens. So the manager can't say no. You're staying on. The player can't say no. You're staying on. It goes down to the doctor, and the doctor says no. You've got a bang in the head. You don't actually look great. There, you're coming off for a test. That's what happens. So it's taken out of hands completely. So you see plenty of players that get a bang in the head and want to play on, but the medical team will say, no, no, off you go. Hmm. And they're taken away into the dressing room and they go through a, a test. And okay, so it, so in terms of, of that, it is much more strict now than it ever has been. It has, yeah. But the, if people are, uh, kids are showing how to tackle correctly, and that's what it comes back to, is, is tackling correctly. But if you, you mentioned the Scottish team right there. Scottish players would have been muckers back in the day, right? You compare the injuries they have versus people in New Zealand who are, who are, who are at a higher level, right? Very few injuries are happening over there. So it goes down to the players well and the tactics are used. But I've seen serious injuries happening. I've seen two guys who ran into each other a couple of years ago in a, in a club match in Gaelic. One guy's hip, hip hit the other guy in his hip and he actually broke the guy's hip the guy ended up in the wheelchair. Now it's just in a club game. I've seen a hurling match where the ball's been thrown at the start, the guy goes swing the ball flips and as the other guy is swinging, it hits him straight in the face. Again, it's an accident. You can't negate accidents. Hmm. But you can train people to play correctly and handle the, the equipment they have correctly. Okay, now, um, I, I, I look at rugby. I enjoy watching rugby. I uh, watch all the games when the Six Nations is on every year. I, all of that. I've, I, however, even though we have a, a, a fantastic national uh, side, they're a pleasure to watch and all of that. I still can't look at a rugby game without thinking, oh, good God, somebody could get seriously hurt in, in this mall or in this scrum or uh, in this tackle because it does have that element of danger no matter what way you want to look at it, no matter what safety protocols are in place. Well, it, 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 so it goes down to a matter of risk. So we've seen the, 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 the Black Friday deals in America where people crush into supermarkets and people get injured. There's risk everywhere. Okay. Black Friday going to the shops is a slightly yeah. different because, comparison. No, but it's not though because there's, there's massive crushing people end up getting crushed. There's been supporters in stands because there's been a crush and people get hurt in stands. There's risk everywhere. So if we're out to wrap everyone up in cotton wool, it just it just won't work. If once you're trained correctly, you play correctly, and the correct rules and regulations are there, and the referee steps in when he should step in, and so on, you can negate a lot of this, right? 
we, you, can't, you can't stop every risk. Risk is there. You have to learn to live with risk. Okay, but, uh, so uh, let me ask you then, um, would you have an issue with a 12, 13-year-old going to a rugby school, I'm assuming you wouldn't, uh, going to a rugby school and playing rugby? No, if, that, if, that, if that's what the young guy wants to do, so the father shouldn't play live through his son, that's the first thing I'll say. If that's what the young guy wants to do, well then that's what the mother should let him do. Okay, so it should be down to the young fellow to decide. Yeah, if he wants to go to school because he wants to play rugby, well then if that's the best option for him, put him there. Okay, that's what he wants to do. Stay there for one second. Uh, 087-188-0008 is our number if you want to get involved in this conversation. Diana sent me this WhatsApp voice note. My two teenage sons both play GA football and hurling, and I'd say there's much higher risk of getting badly injured on a GA pitch than on a rugby pitch nowadays because the they've gotten so strict on safety and the rules are a lot stricter in rugby. And I think the referee... The refereeing is kind of done differently. A, a rugby referee is respected more and they follow the rules more than in GA, to be honest. All right. Thank you very much indeed, Diana. Joe, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, uh, Joe. Not too bad, Adrian. How are you doing? Uh, good, good, thank you, Joe. Now, you believe that um, kids shouldn't be able to play rugby until they're 16. Yeah, I think at least 16. I think that, you know, and not, I, don't, I don't want to be coming across now as a kind of... Uh, a killjoy, like, but you know what? You look at you look at games there over the years, you know, and you know, um, I think at rugby, I don't know, no, I, I I would be a big expert on rugby, but I think that it has got more physical over the years when it became professional. I think that when it was an amateur court, it was a kind of I don't know, you know, they were playing for the sport, but it is, it is. It, I think that you know, there's a lot to be. What would you say? There's a lot to be gained out of it. You know, putting a child in in a situation like that, you know, like you know, some children, okay, if there's a certain, if they have a certain degree of strength, look, they're probably okay. But look, I I, I just think myself, it's not a it's not a sport for uh, for for children. I think that they'd want to be like 16. I think would be quite a really the the age when they do build up their strength better. Like you know what I mean. Mm. Um, like I said, um, I was sent to a uh, rugby school when I was younger. I didn't particularly want to go, but I was sent there. And um, I just wimped out of playing rugby because I'm yeah. a wimp. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> play rugby anyway. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'd be a strong guy, you know, but, you know, I'm allowed, and I, well, uh, the way it used to be before, it used to say that you'd have to have a posh accent when you were playing rugby, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's not quite like that now, but... Sorry, no, there is a little bit of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me just go back to uh, Alan for a second. Alan, what about that? That uh, we shouldn't allow kids to start playing rugby until they're 16. But they, they do play at a younger age, but there's, it's not a physical contact sport when they're younger age. They don't, they're not allowed to tackle each other. Or so what age does that happen? I think that's, that's under 16, I think it is. They're not allowed. I thought you go down to 8, 9 and 10 year olds. It, it's literally it's non-contact. Mm. They're allowed, I think they're allowed to push each other, but the most allowed to. Okay, but he he believes that it's a sport that kids just shouldn't be playing until they're uh, sixteen, basically. But sure, let's not let's not let them go outside until they're sixteen. Let's not them go let them go to skateboard. Let's not let them let them go an e bike or an e scooter. Let's not let them. Let's just wrap everyone in cotton wool and hope nothing ever happens. Well, uh, Joe, let's wrap them all in cotton wool and let that not let them do anything. Look, I'm not going to disagree with what uh, that gentleman says. You know, look, he's entitled to his view and I'm entitled to mine.
Well, you know, I'm not going to argue, but I tell you... Okay, uh, but you can understand where this mother is coming from, her concern about her, her son going to where, a rugby where school. coming from, yeah. You know, like all parents, like, uh, it is their duty, like, to make sure that their kids are protected, like, you know, mm-hmm. because um, we are living in a very, I don't know, I don't want to be, like, going down this killjoy route, but we are living in a very sterile society now, you know, where um, kids are exposed to a lot of dangers, like, you know, and I think that that's why the world... I think today we're living. Look, it's a totally different ball game now than what it was years ago. Like you know. Okay, Joe, stay there for one second if you can, please. 087-188-0008 is our number. Send me a text, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note. The uh, conversation is based on a message we got from a lady called Jackie. And Jackie is concerned. Her husband wants to send their currently 10-year-old to a rugby secondary school. Uh, where Daddy actually went to school as well. Wants the young fella to play uh, rugby. Um, Jackie describes it as her worst nightmare. She says, My husband looks back on his rugby days with rose-tinted glasses. He and all of his friends still have injuries from when they played in school, including bad knees, a damaged eye, fingers and uh, that have been dislocated many times, and a string of concussions between them all. There's a part of me that actually feels it's irresponsible to let uh, a child take part in such a dangerous game. Um... And on the next line, we have uh, Wendy. What would you say to that? That it's irresponsible parenting to be allowing a child to play such a dangerous game. Well, I have to say that I definitely disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I have explain to me why. Because I have two children that have both played rugby. Um, my son is now 16 and my daughter is now 11. And both of them initially started playing rugby at the age of four which is the youngest that they take them in the club, uh, which is where my father would have played rugby as well in Limerick. Um, And their dad would have played rugby all his life, uh, all the different ages as well. And like other people have already said, there's a huge difference between playing rugby now and the way that they're trained, the way that they're managed, the way that they're uh, being encouraged to look after themselves and look after each other, the protective equipment. It's like no gum shield, no game. All of those kind of things are brought into training from the very beginning. It's non-contact. It's a great way for them to get out, to socialize, to get fresh air and exercise, to make new friends. And not everybody is in an area where they can access different types of sports so you might live in an area that's all about hurling or all about camogie Mm -hmm. but if your children don't take to hurling or camogie then do you just say oh well you know that's it I'm not going to let them get involved in anything else no and and that's fine but in in a a city like Limerick you have every Mm -hmm. type of uh, sport imaginable you do. Now, I don't live in Limerick City with them. I live in, in a place called Fecal in North East Clare, which is all about hurling. Um, and in fact, my son started off that he would have played hurling and soccer and rugby and only had to start making choices between them because you were on the road the whole time and training was clashing and matches, matches were clashing. So he gave up hurling and stayed playing soccer and rugby. And we drove into Limerick to UL Bowes where my dad had played. Um, and that's where he started his rugby and the same with my daughter. Um, and okay, so, so, so let's, talk about, well. let's talk about uh, your now 16-year-old, um, yes. who I assume now at this stage is playing r- the rugby that most of us would know to watch. Yeah? 
No, he's actually currently not not playing rugby. Oh, he's not playing rugby. Um, oh, okay. But he's it, not playing rugby, but was until very recently. But again, I think people have a misconception that, yes, you know, if we look at parents' ages, grandparents' ages of when rugby, you know, was a very, very different kind of a sport, um, it is managed so well these days that, like the gentleman before was saying, you know, there's no such thing as a manager or a coach saying, well, this is, you know, little Johnny is my best player and we're not going to win unless he stays on, no matter whether he's injured or not. Um, and it, everybody, all of the coaches and all of the parents are made very aware from the very beginning, you know, this is a sport, this is fun, this is not about winning, this is not about them, you know, killing each other or trying to injure each other. This is a good, healthy, active sport that's really well, well coached and really well managed at all levels. OK, so let me ask you then, and obviously I know the answer, you weren't, had you, have you ever been, been concerned about the risks of your children playing rugby, ever? No. No. I never have, no. And I, again, if you, if you go and watch them training, if I ever had gone to a pitch and stood on the sideline and was worried about my child, they would not have continued con, you know, training there or playing matches there. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, the other sports that they play are the ones where they have been injured. Neither of them, thankfully, have ever, ever been injured playing rugby because it's managed really well, it's refereed really well, and as somebody already said, the referees have complete control. It's not like in other sports where, you know, you get shouting matches, you get people disagreeing, you get people overriding what referees say. If in the middle of something a referee is not happy and they blow a whistle and say stop, everybody stops dead. And that's just the way it is. And right, that, and, and, that, and that isn't the case in, in many other sports, as we've heard no, uh, frequently. Not yep. No, not that I've seen. They've so, never been injured. I've never been worried about them. Not for my daughter, not for my son. And my daughter was the only girl on her team in her age group for years. And did she keep it up? No, neither of them have actually kept it up recently. My son only finished recently because just the way school changed after he finished junior search and everything else um, my daughter still sips away with a bit of it but isn't as as mad keen simply because of the fact that uh, where she was playing there were very few females on the team um, and it got to the stage where the lads were all buddies and were all going to school together and everything and they just passed to their friends um, and that was the only reason it was never a case that I was worried about her or that I thought she'd get injured or anything else that was never ever a concern Okay, so back to uh, Jackie, and uh, Jackie's the lady who contacted us. Uh, yep. Her son. The interesting thing, actually, and I don't know if if Jackie happens to be listening, she might message us to answer this question. She never mentions what her son wants to do in uh, in the yeah. whole message that she sent to us, other than she doesn't want him playing rugby. But she didn't even mention whether the young fella either plays rugby or wants to play rugby. But anyhow, um, she says. That her husband uh, looks back on, on his rugby days with rose-tinted glasses because he and all of his friends still have injuries from when they played um, as teenagers, including bad knees, yeah. a damaged eye, fingers, dislocated many times. Now, when I hear all of that, that makes me think, God, why would she possibly want her son to go through all that? 
Well, well, do you know do you know any uh, hurlers of the same age, or any soccer players of the same age, or anybody who rode horses at the same age, or anything any sport? It was all very different back then. I went to to Waterford and did recreation management, and everybody who was on that course had a sport in inverted commas. And I can tell you one thing: on a Monday morning, you could pick out amongst the group of us in our class who played hurling and who played camogie because they were the ones with the broken fingers they were the ones with the cuts in the eyebrow and everything else not never a rugby player interesting never. okay so so it's very very different now and the one thing that i would say is like you've said the dad wants him to go to the rugby school the mum doesn't want him to go to the rugby school nobody seems to have mentioned does he even like rugby has he any interest yeah no I, he's I, not I, I, interested. I'm actually if surprised uh, that she didn't. Now, we've just sent her uh, a message to uh, hopefully we'll get an answer as to whether or not the, the son himself, because she doesn't mention him at all, actually. Yeah, but if he's not interested in it and if he hasn't been playing it all along, you don't generally, children of the age of 12 or 13, don't just wake up one morning and say, even though I've never had any interest in it so far, just because I'm going to a rugby school, I'm going to start playing. Mm. And generally schools, even if they have a leaning towards a certain sport, they'll still have, you know, soccer, hurling, you know, Irish dancing, whatever it is, they'll have other options as well. So just because it's a rugby school does not mean if he's not a brilliant rugby player that he's not going to get to get involved in any activity. And that's the most important thing is that he's staying active and healthy. Okay, so uh, Jackie, if she's listening to us now or she's listening to a podcast of, of this conversation, you would say to her that it's uh, the game of rugby is not what it used to be and Absolutely. she has uh, no real reason to be overly concerned. No, and if she ever did have concerns, then she goes to the coach, she goes to the school, and she discusses it with them. Because if you have concerns over any sport or activity, it's not necessarily that it's the sport that's bad. It's the way it's being taught or the way that it's being coached or the way that it's being managed. It's not the sport that's at fault. It's the way that it's being played if it's dangerous or if somebody's getting injured or anything else. Good to talk to you, Wendy. Thanks very much indeed. Um, 087-188-0008 is our uh, number if you want to get involved in this conversation. Uh, you can send us a text to WhatsApp or do what Jay did and send a WhatsApp voice note to 087-188-0008. Oh, yeah, Adrian. A great topic as a father of three boys. Um, you can't stop them playing contact sports and that. It's part of growing up. I mean, rugby lads have a great bond and they, they, they seem to stick together for years and years and years to come. You heard the woman herself, her husband's old drums, they're all still around. Um, rugby's got a lot safer now. A lot of academies now don't even let them do contact, full contact uh, when they're doing the training. Uh, contact is down to a minimum now. I know the Leinster team, I think they only do something like 25% of their training now with contact. The rest is all just physical, thrown and technical. And this is Adrian Kennedy with you until uh, 2 o'clock this Thursday afternoon. Uh, Jackie is the lady who got in contact with us about her uh, 10-year-old uh, son who um, is obviously going to be going to secondary school in two years. Um, and because of this, they've started going to open evenings in some of the local schools. She says it's a bit of a mixed bag, a, a mixed school, a Catholic school, and then a rugby school, both of which are single sex. Personally, I'd like him to go to the Catholic school because it has the best uh, a- academic um, record. Uh, we only put him down for the rugby school because it's where my husband uh, went to school. 
Um, anyway, the husband wants the young fella to go to the rugby school. That's it. And she's not at all happy over this. She's very concerned. Uh, we've we've heard from uh, Wendy, a mammy of uh, two kids who play rugby or played rugby. And she says, Jackie has no reason to be concerned. Joe, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you, Joe? Uh, Adrian, oh. how are you doing? Good, thanks, Sorry. Joe. How are you getting on? Not a bother. Not a bother, Adrian. Now, you're a rugby ref- referee. I am. I am. And we don't normally come on to brag about our sport. Good. I, I, feel, I feel that uh, this lady needs to have her, uh, her, her, just her fears and her worries kind of... Alleviated. Uh, alleviated is right, yes. Alleviated. It's... Um, and to dispel some of the some of the things out there that are being said about rugby, um, particularly like I've been a referee now for near ten years. Okay. Uh, and I coached rugby before that up to I'm still managing the team actually under 18s, but I coached and managed teams from minis level, which is under 12s right the way through to to eight under 18s, um, and like one of the the ladies said there. It's managed very well. The younger a child starts rugby, the better, really. Because if you're... I heard somebody saying they should be doing that. Uh, and in fact, sorry, you've just, uh, you've just reminded me that uh, we got in contact with uh, Jackie during the ad break. She can't talk right. to us because she's at work. But the young fella has been playing rugby for the last year. So it's not like he... Oh, be, yeah, yeah, so he, he has been. She's not overly happy. She would prefer if he wasn't. Well, all mammies prefer. Yeah, all mammies would would, would would prefer if they were. Like I, I, my personal sports experience was I was a surfer and a kayaker, and like that, dislocated shoulders, fingers, concussions, and smacks in the head and stuff like that. But in rugby, the protocols. You see, the IRFU. One of the things they did very early doors was they came out and said, "Yes, there's concussion. This is the protocol for concussion." You have to follow. You have to follow twenty-one days in the amateur part of rugby, and this is right up to AIL level from from youth level. If I, as a referee, if I see somebody has had a head clash, immediately that player is removed from the pitch. There is no. I, I don't care if you're the physician for brain surgery in Doctor Stevens's hospital. Mm-hmm. On the pitch, he is my concern. He is removed immediately. And he has to go follow, as an amateur, he has to follow the concussion protocol, which is 21 days. The first 14 days of absolutely nothing, no running, no nothing. And then after that, he can come back and start running. And if he feels okay, then 21 days, 14 days into uh, mild sports and into contact then after 21. So that is that is world fest. Okay. Um, so, and, like I said, this this child, this ten year old, has been playing rugby for the last uh, year. Tell me, yeah. and and other parents who may not know, what is a ten year old doing uh, when they're playing so what rugby? A, what a ten year old is doing uh, up to up to the age of ten, he would have been playing probably tag rugby. So he would have a little tag on his hip, uh, and there would be no tackling. Be, the tag will be pulled and then the ball is, lay, is placed back. At ten, from 10, under 10s then, we'll go into mild contact where you'll be tackling around the waist only, you know, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be running in, 
it's played on a quarter of the size of a rugby pitch. So you're not even playing in a whole rugby pitch or a half a rugby pitch. You're playing in a quarter section of the rugby pitch. Mm. And it's usually around six a side or seven a side. You would rotate. It would be the ultimate in safety as well. Now, you wouldn't have necessarily full referees there. You would have affiliate referees and coaches doing it who would have to have gone through the sports management, the IRFU sports management protocol, which is done online. Um, and they would be doing tag rugby and a small bit of, of uh, wayside tackling. Okay, so uh, so the point, and in fact, I'm about to read um, a, a message from a, a, a woman who's an emergency nurse talking about her son playing uh, rugby. But her, her point is that she has seen even more serious injuries from other sports other than yeah. uh, rugby. So is it that some of us just have this perception that rugby is a very dangerous sport and that perception isn't reality. Would that be right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, what they still so adage was, uh, rugby is a gentleman sport played by ruffians, or uh, a ruffian sport played by gentlemen, and soccer is a gentleman sport played by ruffians. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, again, yeah, absolutely. My two sons play rugby at a good level, and most of their bad injuries, like somebody was saying, uh, one of my sons very good hurler, and, you know, broken fingers, hands, you know what I mean, metatarsals, all in football, concussions, more concussions have happened to them in playing GAA than has happened to them in rugby. Um, it's managed so well. It's like as a coach, you're taught how to teach how to tackle, you know, how to tackle a person properly. The protocol on high tackles is, you know, a high tackle is uh, you're working from a red card straight away. So no kid wants to be sent straight off the pitch. So he's not going to tackle high. You know, it's it's managed at such a such a level that it, the respect as well for each other. Like as I just say to kids, the other team is crossing the white line to play rugby here. You know, brave is the man. You have both teams afterwards will. Play, will play against you know it is a hard sport it's a technical sport mm. I I deem it like a game of chess you know you have all your pawns that go forward and you have all your knights that run around the corner you know and it's it's how it's how the managers can actually control to score the try and then when you see when you see 22 lads walking back off the park and they form a guard of honour for each team uh, you know it's the highest respect is paid to each player as they're on that pitch by each other player, which is it, which is hard to beat, and they know that they've worked hard to get to that position, they've trained hard to get to that position, and they respect each other, and that's why you don't have. And when you do have an injury, like somebody said earlier on, as a referee, I have blown the whistle more times for safety. I see a player down, corner me eye. That player is not is not in a hurry to get up. I blow the whistle, lads. We're going to stop here. Your team uh, blue are going forward with the ball, so you're going to have the ball in the scrum. I'm going to go back here and make sure this player is okay. Mm. So you 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 stop the game straight away if a player is still on the ground. You bring in you bring in uh, the coaches. You have them looked at. And it could be just you know he's twinged the knee or a hand or something like that. But everything stops until that player's welfare is looked after. You know and. Okay, so you're you're painting a a very rosy picture uh, of uh, 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 the sports. Yet, I look when I'm looking at a game of rugby and I see uh, a scrum or a maul or whatever a a, a tackle. I 
always, and maybe this is just the wimp in me, I always <laughs> see uh, the potential for injury when I'm looking at rugby, which I don't see in, in, in soccer. And because that potential yes. is there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, in 90 minutes of, of soccer, uh, a player will roll around the ground pretending he's injured. Correct. In 80 minutes of rugby, a player will get up off the ground, even if his arm is hanging off and go, there's nothing wrong with me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it's, it's incredible. Um, you, yeah, you look at it and, and as a referee, you're, you're going, he's going to hurt. You know, you can see the clash happening. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, if the tackler is tackling properly, he should not get hurt. If he is tackling the way he's been taught to tackle, head out of the way, shoulder down, getting over, coming around the hip, and he comes down, legs down, and he brings the tackler down, and then his mate comes in and helps to tackle, he should not get hurt. And like in 99.9% of the games that I would referee, I would not have injuries in the game. I would not have so much. Okay, so, so what do you say? I, I just got this message in a moment ago, and it says, My children will never do rugby, ever, ever, ever. Um, I don't care how much uh, they beg or stamp their feet, there is not a hope. And my husband 100% uh, agrees. A decision we made a long time ago, it is so Brilliant. dangerous. Brilliant. And uh, well, that's, that's, that, that's that, that individual's perception. And, you know, I would just hope that that individual uh, gets their kids into a team sport, whether it be badminton, volleyball, anything like that. I am all for kids playing sport, over even education. Education will come along by itself if a kid is in a team sport, if they have camaraderie around them. I've seen it. I've seen kids that have been on... And the one thing about rugby, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your body size is, what your physique is. Big, small, skinny, whatever. There is a place for everybody in rugby. I also referee uh, um, special special needs rugby, and it's fantastic. Rugby is, you know, no injuries in there. Again, it's tag rugby, but it's for everybody. And if people don't want to play rugby or, or see it as a violent sport, that's their opinion. And when I followed rugby back in the day, back in the eighties. You will look at it and you go, oh, never am I going to go in there in my life. But today, we, it has been brought down to a safety standard. Like this, a scrum today is so managed. You know, it, it's crouch ear to ear. You're not getting these big charging mm. into a scrum. It's, it, you know, it's a minimum of about four inches of a of a, an engagement. And then... Okay, so, so for, for this mother... Uh, you're saying it is not what she perceives it to be in terms of uh, a dangerous game anymore. Is that what you're saying? No, yes. Yeah, I, 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 would not, I would not let my children play if I thought it was dangerous. Okay. Like, I was, I was a big wave surfer back in the day. That was dangerous. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I, got, I ended up in hospital a couple of times uh, and nearly drowned in incidents. But rugby today... Is it is like as I say it, to me? It's like a big game of chess. We see a nine and a ten and a pack. How am I going to get my players to get around them? How am I going to manage to get them around? How am I going to run my sprinters to get away from them? Where do they go when they get tackled? What do they do when you're when you're being tackled? As well, there's a protocol of how you come. Right, I'm after being tackled. I need to come down safely. I need to place the ball back. 
you need to have guys to come in to protect the ball and protect the player on the ground. So the, it's, again, if you're uneducated to look at a rugby game, you go, my God, what are they doing to each mm, other? Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're on, if, when Horland went uh, global there a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, and the Americans seen it for the first time. They couldn't believe they were going, what they were looking at, yeah. Are they mental? <laughs> like, you know, 30 men with sticks on a pitch running at 100 mile an hour, poking a ball at 110 mile an hour and catching it in midair, yeah. you know, with a load of sticks. Are they out their head? You know. All right, okay. You, you, I hope um, your, your comments as a referee uh, will help to reassure uh, Jackie a little bit. I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate the call, Joe. I would say, Adrian, to anybody, if you you can start rugby at any age, you if you have the right club, the right school, and the right coaches, you will not have a problem. It is safe. They look after the people. They look after the players, and it's player welfare, a hundred percent. Okay, Absolutely. All right, great to talk to you. Thanks very much All indeed right. uh, for your call. Sarah, I'm going to take your call in just one moment. Don't go away. And this is Adrian Kennedy with you for another couple of minutes. A huge reaction to what we've been talking about, and that is uh, kids playing rugby. Sonia! Hello, how are you doing? Uh, my son uh, joined rugby there last year, and he's 16, a fine burly lad, and he broke his collarbone in March. And I hate him playing rugby, but he, he absolutely loves it. Oh my, he, he really, really enjoys it. And I won't go to any matches. I cannot bear to watch. So I do hunt my husband off. But what can you do? He just loves it. And just let them play. Take the chance, I suppose. Love the show. You're doing a great job. Sonia, bye. Thank you very much indeed, Sonia. Uh, maybe it's an, an Irish mammy thing then. Don't want to see their little boys getting hurt. Sarah, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Sarah. Well, what did you want to say on this? Can you understand how our listener, Jackie, is a little bit concerned? I can understand because every every sport has, has its ups and downs. Um, and most sports, no matter what they are, have contact involved in them. Um, my daughter is nine. And uh, she's been doing MMA since she's five, and she absolutely loves it. And with the right training, like, she won't be fighting in any matches or anything like that until she is fully um, trained in all the manoeuvres, all the techniques. Okay, so she's been doing mixed martial arts, Conor McGregor style, <laughs> since, she was yeah. a kid, since she was five. Five, yes. Okay, so tell me what um, a five-year-old does in MMA. Well, they just do manoeuvres, like, you know, they they do takedowns and and uh, there's loads of different manoeuvres and styles and, and ways of doing things. And um, the coach is, he trains them all in how to do it um, so so good that, like, you know, that the risk of in, in, injury is, while they're still at risk of getting an injury, it's far less if they do them the correct way if they do the manoeuvres the correct way, they practice and they learn them properly, there's less chance of them getting seriously injured. So do, do you not worry about the time where uh, she is playing uh, mixed martial arts uh, in a competitive way, in the, 
a lot of people see it the violent sport that it is. Oh, I, I do and I don't. Like she, she, she could get injured, yeah, but she could get injured across the road. She could get injured playing. She plays soccer as well. Um, uh, she is in drama classes. Like they're all like she could get injured in any one of those. Okay, so you're not overly uh, concerned about mixed martial arts. In fact, and it is a conversation perhaps for another day. But I appreciate your call because unfortunately I'm way out of time. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.